Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. This is an interesting show. It's actually quite different than what I usually do, but you guys know that I have been inviting other podcast hosts onto the show so I can inform you guys about other great podcasts that you can listen to. And there is one here that I'm going to introduce you to that is really, really interesting. It is called Shifting Impressions. And today I actually have three guests. So this is going to be fun and interesting. Usually we have one, sometimes two, but we have three today. Love that that number, the Holy Trinity there, one, two, three. And so for those of you who are listening, that's you're going to hear three different voices. And those of you who are watching on Path 11 TV, that's awesome and wonderful because you get to see these beautiful, fine beings that I am speaking to today. So Shifting Impressions, all right, that is the name of the podcast. Shifting Impressions Conversation with the Realm of Beings. So we're going to learn about who the realm of beings are uh, to create a new you. So their podcast really tries to ask the question, what if we could commit to creating a reality of abundance, health, and well-being? What if we commit to creating a reality of an expansive world where we contribute back to others and help them do the same? That is so beautiful. Every single thought we have, every word we speak, every feeling we feel contributes to reality. The question is, what can you learn? And my three guests today are Greta, Lee, and Yvonne. So welcome everyone to the Path 11 podcast. I'm very excited to hear about the realm of beings, who they are, this channeling that's going on. You guys, I hear spontaneously kind of show up at uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. This is live and you guys unpack some stuff and talk about it. So who would like to begin and maybe um, start with letting me know how did this podcast come to be? Well, the podcast came to be because Lee and I had been working together because I facilitate. I'm a facilitator. So uh, she and I were talking. She was always asking me questions. You know, well, what about this, Greta? Why is this, Greta? And so forth. And so out of that questioning, we decided to let's do a podcast. And then we put it on hold. It took four years for us to get to the point that we were going to actually do it. Because I was in school and Lee was doing things. And then finally, we got together. We were influenced by the realm of beings because I was told you need to teach more about creation of reality. And so then that was by, through their guidance. Then I believe we've got to do it. You know, she said, okay. And then I was led to ask Yvonne if she would also be a part of it. And she said, and so, and then she committed herself to it as well. So that's the beginning of how it came about. And we've been functioning since around September of last year. 
Okay. So Greta, tell me just a little bit more about your background. I would love to hear just a little bit more of what it is that you were doing before the podcast and maybe still doing, as you say, you're kind of a facilitator. So tell me a little bit more about you. Well, I was a teacher and then I retired maybe about seven or eight years ago. I studied clinical psychology and I have a, a doctorate degree in napropathic medicine. I was trained in doing remote work because at that time, because I've been doing this work now for about 30 years. So at that time, people felt that the person had to sit in front of you before you could do anything for them. Dr. Irene Hickman was my mentor. Uh, she was an osteopathic medical doctor. And also I would classify her as a psychotherapist. As a friend of mine asked me to go and uh, meet with her. He said, I think that you might find this interesting. So I went to her introductory uh, workshop and then I said, yes, I've got to do this. And so a week later, I was sitting uh, before this wonderful woman. There were about 20 of us. People came from all over the country. And I learned how to go remote. And that was really an interesting experience for me. And what remote means that I can go anywhere I want to go. That I can go into your cells. And that's what we do. I'm training other people to do what I do now. So... We're able to go into a person's body, see the cells, speak to the cells, and we work in various mediums. And so that's kind of, that's kind of basically, I guess. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Yeah, so I think my audience is pretty familiar too with the, the ability of consciousness, right? When you understand that your consciousness, that you are not, you're not the physical body. You can actually go outside of the physical body. Uh, we've had quite a few healers on our podcast too. A lot of people are familiar with Reiki and distance healing. And I think when COVID hit, when a lot of us were doing work with people, we had to go remote, right? It's like we had to do sessions and work on people and conduct energy healing sessions through Zoom, through, through a computer. But when you begin to understand energy, and I'm sure we're going to get into this and consciousness, you realize that you know, with your intent, you can move your consciousness anywhere. anywhere. Well, I'd like to clarify something. And that is that we don't necessarily work with consciousness. Consciousness is what you are able to perceive at the moment. We deal with the unconscious. Unconscious. Okay. All right. Good. Deal with the unconscious. And also we don't refer to ourselves as healers mm -hmm. because we believe in the creation of reality, that each person creates their own reality. It's regardless of what it is. So consequently, we cannot call ourselves healers. Because gotcha. that means I'm saying I'm in control of your healing and we never are. Right. So that's, that's where the facilitation comes in, right? So you're working with individuals to facilitate, create their own reality and kind of maybe guiding them and helping them to use their own reserves to heal. We give them uh, support. Mm -hmm. We give them the support that they need. And that's why we don't call the people that we work with clients mm -hmm. or patients. 
we call them participants. Gotcha. Okay. So I have a field of mental health, been a mental health therapist for over 20 years, and that's all of the verbiage, right? This is our clients. Yeah, the whole thing. So, all right, great. All right, let's move over to Lee, right? So, you know, Greta and Lee, you guys were working together. You're asking her questions. This podcast podcast came about. So why don't you tell me a little bit more, a little bit about your background and, and then we'll get to Yvonne. Sure. I would love to. Thank you for having us. And I really appreciate, you know, sharing this time with you. So my background is completely different. I started maybe 10 or 12 years ago, just kind of learning more about living well and healthy eating and things like that, which, you know, slowly by slowly evolves down different pathways and opened other doors to sort of more natural ways of being, things like that. And then I kind of stumbled into this quote unquote metaphysical world with sound healing. And that was really appealing to me and was using crystal bowls and that kind of thing for a while. And, you know, through my creation of reality came to find Greta and, you know, she supports me with the healing and my reality of how this podcast came to me is a little different than Greta's because yes, we talked about it together and my, I was like, oh, sure, Greta, we'll do a podcast. Oh yes, sure, sure, sure. Because I had a lot of fear, I guess, and a little bit of blockage around this sort of platform. And I was very fearful about kind of putting myself out there in, in this very observable way. And, you know, when I don't know everyone else's experience, but, you know, these kind of metaphysical parts of your consciousness, or you don't really talk to with everyone. You have maybe a select group of friends that you can share these ideas with. So to come out on a podcast talking about, you know, creating your own reality and really being source energy was a little revealing for me, I guess I would say. But then I released those fears and here we are. And I kind of consider myself, my role in the podcast is more the questioner the more, Greta, will you please break that down? Because I don't really understand that. So that's my role here. Well, congratulations. I'm glad <laughs> you faced that fear. You put yourself out there. And, you know, I, I can totally relate to that. I really had no plans to create this podcast at all. Mike and I, we made three documentaries on consciousness. And then he was like, we have to keep in touch with our audience. We should do a podcast. This is when podcasts first started. And I was like, I don't know how to do a podcast. He's like, well, April, you interview people all the time for your job. And I was like, all right, well, I'll try it. But I felt the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, I'm really going to talk about this stuff where I don't know who is going to listen. And, you know, we have listeners all over the world now. It's like kind of really strange for me to look at our stats and be like, oh my gosh, you know, people in Africa are listening and people in the Ukraine and, you know, it's like all over. It's like, it's phenomenal sometimes. And when you're sitting in your home, right. And you're just like talking to one another, you sometimes forget like, wow, this is like worldwide. A lot of people are out mm -hmm. there. So 
kind of is a, it's a big, it's a big step. So congratulations. I'm, I'm happy, Thank you. <laughs> happy you said yes. All right, Yvonne. So you also got invited here. So tell us kind of your perception of how this came into your life and a little bit more about your background. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me and for us and for, you know, promoting our podcast. We really appreciate it. And I was kind of dropped in. I had no really intention or goal of, again, being out in the, in the, in the world and the universe talking about things that I felt were just like interested. I was the only one interested with my small little group of friends and it was safe and comfortable. And then last, about a year ago, Greta was facilitating for me and I was participant, you know, I was a participant in healing sessions and working on some deep seated issues in my life. And one day, because of my interests, I guess she just asked me, it was a Wednesday in the after, I still remember, I was like sitting here. I was like, she just said, Hey, would you be interested in doing this podcast? I was like, wow, never thought about doing a podcast before. It was never in my, not a goal, nothing. I was really enjoying what I was doing. And so I said, oh, okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll try. So we, the wheel started turning and we started working together with Transformation Talk Radio last July. And we were all coaching, getting familiar with the whole idea of being, you know, the technology and how we were going to formulate what we were going to do. And it was just a really beautiful collective of people coming together, just bringing the, all the energy of our interests and pretty much spearheaded through, you know, the realm of beings and through Greta sort of pushing us in, into like being confident and less fearful. Cause I um, was also reluctant to use my voice. I had some trauma early on in my life and was very shy and quiet. So being out in in the world like this is is truly uh, a miracle for me. It's, it's very uncomfortable. So I'm doing something really uh, unusual that I could never imagine myself doing. But look what happens when you start creating reality. Mm-hmm. It's just these things synchronistically show up, but I was born into a very traditional, a little bit more about me, into a very traditional family, like kind of instilled lots of strong authoritative patterns in, in my childhood through education, through my family. My father was a medical doctor. My mother was a nurse. So those were the the guiding, you know, education and religion were really, you know, that's that's how we everything was like guided in in my childhood and imprinted. But I always felt like, because I always had this time in my room alone, like that was different. And, you know, like I I just never felt like really, like I followed that system, whatever that system was. And so I was always like rebellious about like, you know, I was like, oh no, I'm not going to eat this anymore. I'm going to be a vegetarian. So that started a big thing with my family. And just moving on through through the years. And I was introduced probably in 1999 to Reiki and energy work. And so after that, it was like, forget it. The whole thing just un- like, you know, it was a whole world unleashed of, I was like that none of that stuff that I was taught and believed in or sort, I thought I believed in back when I was a 
you know, a child doesn't make any sense anymore. So this does, but it took a while to like fully like believe in myself that yes, everything is energy. We create everything and our thoughts, our emotion, our actions in our every moment of every day is what shows up in our life and influences the, the greater, you know, whatever the world. Like, so that's why we have to really pay attention and um, at some point face whatever those fears are and unlock, unpack, unblock, whatever those obstructions, those things that are standing in our way to living our fullest and greatest and best life, our genius. So that's pretty much, I have other work that I do, but I'm pretty much just a traditional person. I have a job, I have my own businesses, I have a family. So, but I'm really passionate about uh, helping other people realize their own genius and creating, you know, they can be anything and do anything they want uh, in their lives. Great. Beautiful. So I'm not sure who would like to take this next question, but you had said, Yvonne, we create everything. And Greta, you are talking about the creation of reality. So what exactly does that mean? And how do we have this power per se? Because I'm, I'm you know, thinking like some people might say, well, we don't create a reality. There's a divine intelligent force that's in charge. And, you know, how, how do, how can we be the ones that actually create that? This is predestined. And then there may be the argument of free will. And so when you guys are talking about, we have the power to create our reality, what exactly does that mean? That is a powerful question you have just asked. <laughs> <laughs> That'll probably take quite a few podcasts to answer. I'm trying to think of where to start. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's just start real simple. Anything like, and, and I'm going to segue from what Yvonne said to you. Anything that happens to you personally. I'm going to say that again. Anything that happens to you personally, you have created Anything that you're doing to assist someone else, you are supporting them. So we've been given create, support, support, create. And then you can say, well, who, who gave that to you? Well, the realm of beings gave that to us. Create, support, support, create. That happens simultaneously. It's going on regardless. And it goes, that creates support, support, create, goes throughout existence. And what is existence? Existence is everything. There's no end. It goes into infinity forever. So the lessons we have are forever. And what is it? We're creating realities. For instance, for us to be here on the program with you, that was Lee's creation of reality. She created for you somehow to come together with her. Now, your creation of reality is that you want people to be a part of your program. 
Lee wanted to be part of a program to expand our shifting impressions. So that's how you came together. So you created her to come to you. She created you to come to her. You are supporting her by taking her on to the program. She is supporting you by being on the program. So it is always create, support, support, create. I get it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, some, some listeners might um, be thinking, okay, we create our reality. I've heard something like that in regards to law of attraction. Is this similar to law of attraction or is this much different? Law of attraction is a part of it. It's an explanation of that you attract to yourself what your experience. Sometimes the experiences that we attract are not what we want. At least we think at the conscious level that that's not what we want. That's why we don't work necessarily with the unconscious. I mean, with the conscious, we work with the unconscious. Okay. Because the unconscious is ruling the roost. When I was in school, they, we were taught, I read several psychologists and they said, you, you'll never know where your unconscious is, but that's not true. You can always know where you, basically where your unconscious is. Hmm. I'm going to let the ladies join in on that. They're just oh, smiling. <laughs> well, I think that is partially in this creation of reality. I call it sort of the knife's edge, right? Because we all want to maybe stake claim for the things that we create in this reality that are wanted, right? But when there's a situation that is a little, let's say, less than desirable, oh no, I couldn't possibly have done that. And we fall into this like very easy pattern of blaming the other, right? Mm. But I think what we're trying to really hone in on is that that blaming the other that maybe many of us were perhaps raised in is completely a useless game because you always have to take stock in what you're creating and how it shows up. So pause yourself, look inward, and we're always trying to talk about going deeper within yourself and sussing out maybe those parts that, you know, are a little bit in the shadows to see, oh, okay, this is a pattern. This pattern I have experienced before. The players on the, on the other side that I want to blame have changed, but who keeps showing up? <laughs> What's the common element here in this loop? And it's us. And that's so, oh, I, that's the thing Reddit knows. I really dislike swallowing, <laughs> you know, because, you know, it, it's, it is like a wonderful gift to realize, oh my God, I did this. I can change it. But then you're like, oh, I did this. <laughs> right. So, but realizing that it's within you to notice it and pivot and make it different is wonderful because then you don't have to rely on someone else being different. 
You have to rely on you showing up differently. And then the people can support you in another way. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think the first time you kind of hear that, you kind of get challenged to say that everything that I do is 100% my responsibility. When you ease into that, I have found that there's so much freedom in that as well, mm-hmm. because you basically can let everybody else off the hook for your happiness, you know, for your life. And you kind of really have to own every single thought, every single behavior, you know, everything that you're doing, like you guys had said, creates your reality. So I find after you kind of get that sting, like, oh, what do you mean I brought this to myself? Or how can I, why would I create that for myself? Then it becomes, I feel personally, just a a beautiful feeling of freedom and excitement of like, oh, right. It can be very liberating, right? Like you're saying after that initial, like, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So let's jump to, because you guys have mentioned a couple of times, the realm of beings. I would like to hear a little bit more about who are they? Is it actually a they? Is it an energy of conscious? Like the first thing that comes to mind is when I think about Esther Hicks, Esther and Jerry Hicks, and how they channel the consciousness of Abraham is what they call, are the realm of being similar to something like that. So who would like to take this question? I'm going to hand that torch over to Greta and I'll jump in on a, on something else because actually Greta is the vehicle that the physical body that the realm of beings comes through. So she has been working with the realm for a long time. So I think it's probably the best if Greta uh, speaks directly on that question. Okay. And I will remember to come back to you sure. for yeah. whatever your, your note is. Okay, Greta, take it away. The realm of beings have been around me since I was a child. I'm not going to go through all the experiences that I've had with them, but they guide. But I also want to say this before I get into them specifically, and that is that there's only oneness. There's no separation. We think that's separation because we see each one of us. We see each all four of us here, and we assume that we're separate beings, but in essence, we aren't. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is that when you mentioned Esther Hicks and Abraham, I always call it the Abraham Collective. I just automatically go there with it. So the Abraham Collective, Bashir, who is another entity, Kryon, another one. Seth, who came through Jane Roberts, and many others are all one. Abraham is no different from the realm of beings. And the realm of beings are no different than Abraham or Bashir. Because people are channeling all over the world. But because we're in this cultural framework, because our main language is English, then we deal with these individuals, okay? But in a cultural framework, if you go into a Hispanic cultural framework, they also have people that channel. If you go into the Asian cultural framework or diaspora, they have people that also channel. So, We're all one. 
Now, sometimes the messages can be different. Like I know people that listen to us say, well, Greta, you're teaching other things that we haven't heard before. And, you know, I've looked at it and I said, yeah, that's true. But each message is there for a person who needs that particular message. Our message with the realm of beings, we really focus a lot on existence. So we focus on before you even became who you are. Like we deal with you as an energy essence as an energy essence. So they're bringing something to this experience that might be a little bit different because we teach that every person, every, not every person, but everything is living because it's, everything is energy and everything is one and Everything is the force. The force being that which created what people call God, you see. So that force is in charge of all of what happens throughout existence in other universes. You know, we see Earth, we think that Earth is it's such a tiny little planet in comparison to uh, what else is out there in this universe, but there are other universes. So the realm of beings, to get back to them, they teach existence. They teach how do you manage here? It's like I was teaching from, you know, the book written by Jane Roberts, you know, there are different levels of which to look at Seth. We teach Seth at a level three. And the realm of beings is speaking through that. Like right now, they stay with me. I'm never, ever without them. So in this conversation on this podcast, you see my body, but you also hear their ideas coming forth. When we do the podcast, they told me, they said, well, we want people to hear us as well. I said, fine. So then I go into, into myself and, and, they, and they speak. But they're no different than Abraham, Bashir, Raya, Sanat Kumara. They're no different. So on the podcast, the realm of beings have always been with you. They are speaking through you to give messages for your listeners. And then the three of you kind of discuss the message for that day or how, how does the podcast kind of flow after this message comes or are you, do you always bring a message from the realm of beings with each podcast? Here comes Yvonne. Okay, here we go. Well, we got into sort of a really nice rhythm <clears throat> and through Greta's facilitation work and all of her teachings, she's, the realm has provided like monthly quotes, which we, or, you know, we have organized on a, you know, for just a little technical thing. We put them in a, like a drive, a Google drive. And so every Monday, it's like this work is always going on. Like 
somehow in the background, I'm sure with all of us, because it is with me. But on Monday, we meet on Mondays and we, the three of us look at the list of quotations that are, are there and we kind of pick one and we then talk about it, kind of, kind of do like a pre-talk and we take notes. And then on Friday mornings, we show up live and we, we post the quote and then we talk about it. The podcast is divided into three segments and in the first two, Lee and I are pretty much, you know, talking with Greta and asking her questions and picking apart the quote, what we, you know, we, Lee and I also get our own sort of messages downloaded during the, during the podcast. And so whatever comes up, we bring up into the podcast and, and talk about it and pick it apart and see where it goes. And we also talk about how our listeners can, you know, go deeper. We always talk about going out there, up there or down there when I'm in the shadows but it's all about going deeper and deeper. And so um, there are tools that we've, I think we're on our like 34th or 35th podcast now, but some of those podcasts we've given, we've provided our listeners with guidance on how to address some of those, we call them challenges in our lives because, you know, people and experiences, people can experience something that they don't necessarily want to keep experiencing in their lives, you know, like addictions or abuse or abandonment issues. They're all things that we could have experienced early on or throughout our existence. And at this point now showing up, we've made a choice. We've decided that now we're going to take responsibility for our part of that and we want to change it. We want to move that challenge, get out of, we call it a loop or a pattern. You know, those loops in our own life, lifetime here could be like, you know, decades long, um, speaking from my own experience. And, but we can just decide like, okay, I'm pretty much learn the lessons from this challenge, whatever it is, it's time to kind of move the energy, move and move on to something, move along and sort of, you know, heal it or recognize it, take my response, take the part, you know, that I'm responsible for. And part of that also is to let the other people that are supporting or involved in that challenge in your lifetime here to do their part. Cause like, you know, like we get some, you know, victim consciousness is something that we've come up uh, repeatedly in our podcasts. And it's almost like you just want to keep helping people, but by doing their work for them, doesn't allow them to, to take responsibility for their own lessons and actually learn those lessons. So in any case, I sort of got off track, but what I wanted to do, you know, just mention, we, we teach the idea of people creating affirmations in to help them through this process and addressing these challenges. And also there's another technique called a QDR, which is quick displace, replace. And Lee mentioned pausing and pivoting. Different teachers, different facilitators out there have, you know, verbal language to describe it, but it's basically like taking a moment and not getting out of your head and connecting with your breath and going inside and recognizing, okay, 
I'm in the loop now. Why am I here? What's, you know, what's, what's my part of this loop? And like to not react in the typical way that you would, you know, act before or whatever in your loop to say, okay, I want to change this. What can I do differently? And you, the different piece is to release every pattern, every thought, every emotion related to whatever that challenge is, like experiencing the trauma of of addiction, whatever it is. And then whenever you have that thought about that or that experience, you release it all. And this happens over time. It doesn't just like, oh, magic, it's done. Then you replace it. Like you have a space inside of you that's open now for something else. And what you replace it with is unconditional love. And that is a theme that goes throughout all of our podcasts. And that's part of the teaching is to teach people that uh, they are worthy and that, you know, to love themselves unconditionally. Beautiful. Sounds wonderful. It kind of reminds me a little bit. I don't know what you guys think about this, but I was uh, recently introduced maybe about two years ago to David Hawkins' work on the map of consciousness and like really understanding that emotions have certain frequencies and certain emotions like shame and guilt and apathy and despair will oscillate at a slower vibration of energy. When you guys were talking about everything is energy, when you take a look at the emotion of joy and love and fulfillment and willingness, those tend to oscillate at faster vibrations of frequency. And if we begin to maybe take a look at those traumatic experiences or things that we have created and kind of feel that, right? Because nobody never feels great to be in shame or guilt. I mean, everyone can relate like, oh, this feels gross. I just want to be out of this. And kind of like what you had said, replacing it, working with it, replacing it with that unconditional love, which would be a very high frequency energy that is probably oscillating at more cycles per second than the feeling of of guilt and shame and helping people to work within, he would say, that map of consciousness of human emotions, striving to really kind of empty and release the body, the mind of some of those lower frequency emotions. And this might, we might all be saying the same thing, but in different terms, but it's just been fresh on my mind because I've been reading some of that work and just would love to hear any thoughts about that. Um. I'm beginning to look at emotions as beings mm-hmm. that can think and feel just like we do. Everything is energy, everything. And what Yvonne was talking about is, and what you're talking about frequencies, of course, there's a frequency of something. But then on top of that, while you were speaking, I don't, I'm not familiar with his work, but intent. How intense are you? Because anger can be at this frequency right here. That's that's it normally, low vibrational, as we say. However, the more strength you give it, the more intense it becomes, the stronger it becomes. It's your focus. What do you focus on? And we're taught most of the time, we are taught these things when we're children. But then let's take it even back even further. 
It's when you decide that you create your reality. You're creating your reality even when you are an incarnate. And it's at the incarnate stage that you choose your parents. When you choose your parents, then you've chosen your uh, part of your reality because you're going to be picking up the epigenetics of the family you're going in. When the sperm and the egg come together, you're going to be picking up those things. And you want those things because they're going to help you learn the lessons that you're committed to learn prior to being an incarnate. See, that's why we're going into existence now. Mm -hmm. Going in that your beginningness is, I used the wrong word when I said your beginningness because there is no beginning. There's only the isness of something. It is. You're an energy essence. That is the force. So we don't look at you as uh, April. They look at you as the force. The force wants to experience things constant. You know, in many holy books, it says we're made in the image of, of course, because the force wants to experience itself at all times. Therefore, it never stops creating. We're the force, so we never start creating. You see? Now, that is where we're coming from. Everyone is the force. So now we get into emotions. I'm going to learn. I've been given, I decided as the force, I want to experience abandonment. Or I want to experience joy. You see? So that's the lesson. Then the incarnate is formulated and says, okay, here's your lessons because you're the force. So therefore you said, I, I want to learn these things. Okay, how do you want to learn them? See, the how is very important. How do you, how do you want to do this? So therefore you choose, okay, I'm going to come into a family that's wealthy. I want to know what it's like to be in absolute wealth, go to the best schools, do anything I want, et cetera, et cetera. But then inside that family also, I want to learn what it is not to love myself. So you might come into a family that's wealthy. You have all these wonderful things, great houses, boats, and all that kind of stuff. But then mama, in mama, you learn in her womb that she doesn't necessarily want to be pregnant. She didn't necessarily want you, but she just took you. She had pressure to say. So when you're born, you're coming through that because you know at six months, the fetus can see and hear. So you're already hearing and seeing these things. And you're hearing mama and you're feeling mama knowing that she doesn't want you. So therefore, then you come through the birth canal. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> here I am. But I've already learned not to love myself. But that's what I wanted, you see, because the, it's an adventure. This is definitely an adventure. 
So if we've got something that we don't want, then just say, yeah, I'm going to change this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I've got to change it, mm-hmm. you see. So emotions, abandonment, it's an emotion of being left, of being lost. Some people even take on guilt. And see, there's another thing that comes with that. Our physical vehicles show us where our unconscious is. Mm -hmm. There are several books out there that deal with people can read about, uh, they call them mental equivalencies. And mental equivalencies were the concept, I'm sure it was started in the ninth, probably in the 1920s or before, but it's basically given to, uh, my God, I can't remember his name at the moment, but it started in 1948. So then you have people like Louise Hay, people like Martel, people like Feeling, uh, the uh, woman who wrote Feelings Buried Alive. We can go on and on and on and on with mental equivalencies, but the body shows us. If I have a headache, oh God, I have a headache. What does that mean? Everything means something. My eyes hurt. I've got pink eye. What does that mean? My nose is running. What does that mean? You see, I've I've lost my tooth. What does that mean? Each tooth means something. Whatever happens to you means something. That's how you know where you're at. I was in class with a young woman and she cut her finger and she said, oh, ouch. Okay. She cut her finger. I said, "Mm." well, she's angry. Accidents are angry because the professor had said something in class. She didn't particularly like it. So she got a paper cut, gave herself paper cut. What was the paper cut? She didn't know about creation of reality. So she didn't know that that paper cut meant something. It meant that she was angry. And I knew, I said, oh, she's really angry with the professor. And then you've got to look at what finger is it? Did you cut it here? 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 Each finger means something. I have people, I have a family right now that has pink eye. The dad has pink eye. The mother has pink eye. They're, they're, they're older people like me. <laughs> so I said, oh, they don't want to see what's happening. I don't want to see. If I came into this experience blind, that means that I chose to be blind because I want to come in and I want to experience what it's like not to see with my physical eyes, but to see with all the other senses of my body. Everything is choice. And we start the creation of reality when we're in the incarnate stage. We choose everything, how tall we want to be, if we want to have uh, a propensity to become chubby, all of that stuff. But we can always change. You're never stuck. Right. And that's that's the, you know, I think the 
the great thing for everybody to hear in this podcast too, it's the how, right? And the how that we're going to learn. We have the power, we have the choice, we have the responsibility. And so this podcast sounds amazing. I'm so glad that you guys were here today. Lee, would you like to let my audience know where can they find your podcast? I know we're going to put some links in our show notes, but where? what's the quickest and easy way for them to download it on their phone or get it right away after hearing this? You can listen to us live every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Transformation Talk Radio. I also believe they host their podcast on Facebook Live. And after that, we are available on all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. You can find Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Beings. And we're also on YouTube, April. YouTube, okay, we're great. Also on YouTube. And if people were to find you quickly on Facebook, would they just type in "shifting impressions"? On Facebook, it's through the Transformation Talk Radio link. Okay, Transformation Talk Radio. Okay, we'll make sure to get that then. Well, ladies, we definitely could speak on this probably for four or five hours. How long is your podcast? Is it just an hour or just an hour? Yeah, not enough time, right? So, well, it's really fun too that it's live. So when people are listening, are you able to interact with the audience? Do you take phone calls or are people writing in through a chat box and can they ask questions? Yes. We give an 800 number so they can call in live. Also, I believe... We're on the AM station in Seattle somewhere, right? The <laughs> live in the morning. I think so. so. I, I guess we need to do a bit better job of knowing exactly where we are. And, and our but. challenges are technical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, Greta, Lee, and Yvonne, thank you so much. And for our listeners, I will put all of those links in the show notes. And I hope that you embrace this new show. Sounds like there's a lot to learn. I know I'm going to add it to my podcast uh, listening on my ride into work when I go into the office and just want to thank you guys for your lovely energy and for being here. And remember what Greta said, create, support, support, create, really meditate on that. I'm really going to take that one home. So I love that. So thank you all for being here. And thank you all again for listening. And I will be sure to bring you another amazing show next Monday. Take care of yourselves, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com. And be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Pat 11 TV today. Bye for now.
I'm Austin Lugo. I'm Andrew Harp. This is With Nothing to Say. And let's talk about movies. With over 3,000 films log, Andrew and I, best friends since middle school, have dedicated our lives to watching, making, and talking about movies. Each week, Andrew and I handpick a movie he's seen, I've seen, or neither of us have seen, and dive deep into anything and everything to wannabe cinephils could ever think of. From horror to dramedy, we do it all. So join us as we talk about everything movies, and maybe you too can become a bona fide cinephile.